Dun, dun, dun. I think I always do that after the dun, dun, dun. the overview. That dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> Back to the Shaking Not Scared podcast. Here with you, as always, your hosts Eric and Vivi. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1976 movie Carrie, directed by Brian De Palma. But before we get into that, how are you, Vivi? I have a lot of feelings. A couple of things. I love this movie. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Probably my top five. Really? Yeah, it's great. And then I was upset this weekend because we left the house one time. Ah, yes. One time for quarantine. We've like slowly been starting to go out to eat again just because we're antisocial, not any other particular reason. <laughs> Loki did not appreciate that and he let us know by eating my plant. And dirt. And dirt. And it was very upsetting. I was really stressed out because even though I like do research to make sure they're not toxic to dogs, I was like, oh no, what if I just looked up the wrong name and this plant is toxic to dogs? But he's fine. I literally saw him poop out my plant before recording this. <laughs> oh, it was in his poop? It was in his poop. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're good you're literally just passing it and you're not throwing up but it was stressful and upsetting (laughs) i think it was more stressful because we were struggling so we went to go eat sushi too for the first time since before the pandemic over a year all you can eat sushi i don't know if you guys have ever gone to these places but this place was one of the ones that does do the thing that you have to pay for each piece that you leave behind and we left like 17 pieces behind the girl did us a favor and only charged us for 13 but she did i was sitting there struggling trying to eat this sushi so that we wouldn't have to pay and you were so worried about loki but it was funny that he was eating and chewing away at some grass while i'm over here struggling to struggling stuff to my eat. face with sushi <laughs> <laughs> i guess this is a sign of us getting much older we used to do this all the time in like our earlier 20s we would go eat so much freaking sushi we had help though yes we did we went ourselves this time now like we ate like a normal decent human amount and we were just like this is too much. We gotta the go. The owner came by and was like judging us. Like, y'all okay? <laughs> You're about to pay me for all that. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to take it home. So at least that was okay. We got yeah. to eat it as leftovers. To be fair, I think sushi rolls are usually expensive on their own. So like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're though, more than a dollar per piece. Yeah. It's like 13, 14 bucks for a roll. And we ordered like, what, 15 rolls. So I mean, it's not <sighs> bad. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> it was good, though. Don't regret it, ever. I just regret our dog not knowing how to act when we leave, because he's such a quarantine dog. Oh, he is, yeah. Yeah, We're working on it, though. He'll be okay. Yeah, but that's how I feel this week. How do you feel? (laughs) I feel okay. There's a lot going on. Summer's going to end before we know it because of the wedding planning. Yeah, I think for us, it's specifically our wedding. Finally, after a year, we're going to have our big wedding. And even though we had planned so much of it the year before, all the little details are creeping up on us. Every weekend, we have something to do. Every weekend, we have to check in with somebody. It's about the guest list. It's about the DJ music. It's about recording this podcast. It's about this podcast. And then it's about our dog eating stuff he's not supposed to. On top of that, everyone's trying to get back to normal life. And then everyone's having their parties again. Everyone's graduating right now you know what we need to do we need to just take 2022 off the whole year you know what yeah we're just gonna we're do just a... gonna honeymoon the entire 2022 <laughs> yes but no yeah i also put up our art we have creepy art i'll post a picture we put it right behind our sofa so that when we do start doing more youtube videos we have some creepy stuff behind us right now yeah. it's just a girl and i think i've asked on our instagram before like i'm a fan of creepy art so if you know any artists that you like have an etsy shop or something send them our way because i like to fill my house with weird stuff sweet so what is your creepy content for this week? Not a lot. We like forced ourselves to hang out so we could watch something and we watched The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. I had high hopes for this movie and I didn't like it. You didn't. I thought it was better than a lot of the other ones. 
Oh, yeah, it's Get better than... Warrenverse. Oh, yeah, it's better than La Llorona. It's the same director, though. It is. I think he did better on this one. Yeah. It's better than, like, all the other Annabelles, I think. Yeah, the Annabelles are not great. No. N- none, either. The Nun is not that fun. So, is it better than those? Yes. But for it to follow up, like, Conjuring 1 and 2, which are the stronger of the universe. So, the lady that was at the GameStop told me that there's three more in the works, and I was like, this one kind of seems to end on a not-so-open note. But they have so many cases that it's like they could pull from that i didn't know until you were telling me after we watched it that they're dead ed yes, lorraine they are the real life ed and lorraine not patrick Wilson. not patrick Wilson and, and uh, formiga formigo how do you say i don't know how to say her what's her first name last name is formiga formiga the yeah. sister's taisha taisha something like that i think her most prominent roles are all in american horror story oh and she did the nun vera vera formiga yeah her little sister plays younger her younger her and they look identical so they do. It, was, it was great i saw they have two other sisters and they're the only two that look very much that alike. much alike that's yeah. interesting genetics are weird yeah I, so, that's why i thought it was her daughter yeah i did too when we first <laughs> watched it but like they just have like a 20 age year difference so i was disappointed i think i was disappointed because this movie spoiler alert just in case oh yes yes if you haven't seen it it's on hbo max go watch it in theaters eh, or don't <laughs> <laughs> i think the thing that bothers me about it is how much it relies on the evil character is like satanic she's a satanic worshiper and i'm kind of like we're still on this that people are afraid of satanic worship allegedly couldn't we have left that in the 80s and 90s oh this movie is supposed to take place in the 80s right yeah i believe so so i mean i guess it's the time babe you gotta love your satan haters love your satan haters that's an interesting (laughs) one yeah so i didn't like that the story's pace was me. It was all over the place. Yeah. It's still the Ed and Lorraine superhero situation. It's still like their love story the entire films. And I'm just like, I'm over it. The power of love has saved Compels us once you. again. <laughs> Not the power of Christ. No. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was fun. I think it's because I thought it was way better than a lot of the other ones. Some of the effects were cool. Yes. Like the shadows and then the things coming out of the shadows very quickly. That I think that's the most fearful piece of it is demons coming at you at full speed. Like zombies coming at you at full speed. Yeah. Scary, I also you know? think like I didn't research the actual case but at the end of the day that man did kill a man is it fair to portray him as like an innocent person i don't know the notes at the end are like he did get convicted because ain't nobody believing this (laughs) bullshit but he did get out yeah five years right that is not a long time for killing someone but you get caught with marijuana and you go to jail forever yeah Death Row. I did like the contortion effects. That shit was insane. Yeah, it, it was. And I, I just when hated the, When it's the boy. Then the little kid, I hated it. Like, children are <laughs> terrified if yeah. they're contorting like that. And the adult dude, it, I so feel bad. like I've seen it before. But, like, when kids do it, it just adds a layer of creepy. I think it was creepier because the kid is already so small. So then when it was contorting, it was like twisting in ways that were enough to fit on a table while everyone's holding his hands. Yeah. I think it's in the trailer, if that's a spoiler. Anyway, that was The Conjuring. That was Conjuring. <laughs> Check it out. While Vivi was doing something in preparation for the wedding, she can't leave me alone for too long because there was a GameStop in the area near the Starbucks that I was waiting at. I walked inside just to, you know, casually browse and I casually? saw Resident Evil on the shelves and I said, well... I'm going to buy it eventually. I might as well do it now that I'm bored. While I'm here. (laughs) So I bought Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. They didn't have 4. I wish Mm. they did. I would have got 4 if they had it. And then I also bought Bioshock, which I've talked to you about in the past, which is such an awesome story. I think I like 1 and 2 better than 3. 3 is infinite. It's the only one that was like the most different because the first two take place in a utopia underwater. And the third one takes place in like a utopia in the sky. It's like a flying city. And yeah. then there was a third one that I've seen a lot of people talk about. It's kind of like The Little Nightmares 2 in that it's like a old timey 
little kid creepy story. Bendy and the Ink Machine. I've seen him everywhere. Like, I think it's popular. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about video games. Yeah, as popular as, like, uh, what's that? Was it Night at Freddy's? Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, I want to play that, too. I've never played it myself. But That is a good concept, though. Like Chuck E. Cheese going evil? Yeah, that would creep <laughs> me out. Have you heard of the stories about Chuck E. Cheese actually still kind of going creepy? Killer mode? Oh, I would believe it, too. I'll, I'll be find so more fast to believe it. <laughs> animatronics, you know me. Animatronics, oh. dummies, dolls, no thank you. On the topic of animatronics, did you see that they just opened up the Disney? Disneyland Avengers um, World. It's, it's got a name. It's not Avengers Academy. Actually, it might be. I don't know, but it's it's the new Avengers Land. I saw a cool story. They had like how some of the performances happen, and they have a Spider-Man that runs up to this rope, and then from off screen, out of sight of the crowd, the Spider-Man grabs onto like a web, quote unquote, and swings and gets thrown across like from one building to another. It's an animatronic. That's oh, a really? robot. That. Spider-Man that gets thrown across. I was about is to ask you how much they pay this actor to do this. They like show it behind the scenes and it's like a machine. That, that is terrifying. That knows how to grab on and roll tuck and they just put the costume on it and it looks human. They're gonna destroy us. Disneyland? Animatronics <laughs> and Disneyland. I mean that's really cool. That's so awesome. That terrifies me. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I think it's so cool. That's the start of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Disneyland's the start of the Matrix. Mm, like that's all that. I got. Yeah. Cool. Ready for disc cocktail? I think you are. This is a very good looking drink. It is. It looks really cool. Your glass is better than mine. I buy a lot of stuff from Goodwill just to look cool for the videos we make. And I only had one type of this glass. Don't know if it's a candle holder, actually. I think a lot of our glasses are candle holders. <laughs> I was going to say that other small one we took the video of La Llorona. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a candle holder. <laughs> but they look cool. We're not rich. <laughs> we'll drink out of candle holders. I'm going to call this drink pig's blood. Even though it doesn't look like the typical pig's blood that you would think. Is there actually a drink that's called pig's blood? There might be. I know there's Whistle Pig whiskey, which I thought I'd use for this, but it's like $80 or something. We ain't rich, we said. Yeah. As (laughs) we mentioned, we drink out of candle holders. (laughs) I use Agua de Jamaica for this like very deep red tone. I think Agua de Jamaica is just hibiscus tea. Yes. Right? It's just iced. I guess Mexicans got to be extra and call it something else. I don't know. Latinos. And then, because we love layering shit here, it's the only thing we learned. I mean, it's the coolest thing to do. Okay. So I really, really (laughs) wanted to set this drink on fire, but it scares me because obviously Carrie sets everything on fire. So I layered it with a strong rum on top, and you're supposed to be able to light those. And I told Eric, should I do it? And he's like, absolutely not. Oh, no, I told you to do it. No, you're like, you're going to burn down the house. We could have just taken a video of that. (laughs) Would have been on brand for Carrie. Do it for the gram. Yeah. Maybe for the video, we'll try it. It scares me, but maybe. It's okay. We'll do it outside. We'll do it outside. We'll burn down the neighborhood. (laughs) The whole tree line. (laughs) Imagine that, explaining that to the police. We were trying to make a TikTok for our (laughs) podcast. I'm pretty sure that, like... That's a common explanation <laughs> yeah. now. But I'm calling it pig's blood. It is layered with rum on top. And then it is Agua de Jamaica mixed with another type of rum and Grand Marnier. I think I used if you want to give it a try. Again, these layered drinks, I feel like you have to mix them. Otherwise, it's just pure alcohol on top. Or you use a straw. Or you could not be a bitch and just drink pure alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As she mixes hers. <laughs> Mm, watery rum. It is watery rum. Okay, I make these drinks like way too far in advance before we start recording and then they get watery. When you get to the Jamaica part, it's pretty good. I love oh, the Jamaica. If you're a bartender and you know the way to properly drink a layered drink, if it really is just that the layering is for looks and then you drink it. You take your it. picture and then you mix it and drink it. That's probably it. But what do you think of it? I think it's good. I like it. I think it's four. It's a four? I, I think I would also give it a four. The Ala Jamaica already isn't like a super sweet type it's of It's not. Awa. It's a tart tea. It's a good tasting tea if you've ever had hibiscus tea mm. is it the same thing though like hibiscus tea versus how the jamaica with the mexican you know, um hint? i 
think the only difference is it's ice. A hibiscus tea is my favorite tea, so yeah, I think it's but the it's same. But it's a little different, though, I thought. Because if you go to Starbucks and get hibiscus okay, tea, it doesn't taste so like agua de jamaica. So I guess the difference is when you make agua de jamaica, you're supposed to actually use the flour. And with the tea, I think it's like the grounds okay. of it. Probably is what gives it a different taste. It's like when you make fresher tea, it gets a more potent taste. Yeah, awesome. I like it. Cheers. Cheers. Enjoy it. The ingredients and instructions, like we said before, they're always on our website. Yes. So go out there and give them a like. Yeah. And let us know what you think, too. It'd be cool if we could see people make their own drinks from our Oh, yeah. See if you can make it better. No, seriously. We're not professionals here. One glass on YouTube. So. Are you giving me a brief? Good old IMDb. In this chilling adaptation of Stephen King's horror novel, withdrawn and sensitive teen Carrie White, Sissy Spacek, actress, faces taunting from classmates at school and abuse from her fanatical, pious mother at home. When strange occurrences start happening around Carrie, she begins to suspect that she has supernatural powers. Invited to the prom by the empathetic Tommy Ross, Carrie tries to let her guard down, but things eventually take a dark and violent turn. Yep, that's a pretty good overview, I would say. I hope this isn't one of your fun facts, but Carrie's actually Stephen King's first published novel. I knew you were going to say that, so I didn't include it in okay. my facts. Because <laughs> it is... First published novel and first, first released movie. I believe Carrie was the first Stephen King novel that I read and I think that's part of the reason why I love this movie because I like read it as a I think I was like 14 15 year old and also a Carrie type character also a Carrie <laughs> minus the telekinetic powers well additional note to it being his first movie adaptation mm-hmm. he was so unknown or not as well known at the time that the directors and the people who made the movie incorrectly spelled his name in the movie I don't know if it was in the version we saw but they wrote his name Stephen with a B oh that's funny. I think we saw that in the Shutter documentary, right? Did was it in there too? I th- oh, okay, like I don't know. I saw a screenshot it. when I was yeah. looking for fun facts and I was like, wow, that's funny. But so I've got three fun facts. I kind of wanted to save one for last, but I think I'll just say it. Okay. Okay. So in order to make sure the red stains and blood all over her body stayed consistent throughout filming in the three days that it took to do the final scene, Sissy Spacek had to sleep in the bloody gown for three days. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So in order to, you know, keep it the same. It makes sense, I guess. Thank you for being consistent because I hate watching movies and it's like, that's not their face the... is so bloody and then the next scene is like, it's their clean. face is clean. <laughs> like the evil dead. Yeah, that, yeah, he should be bloodier for sure. Yeah. The final shot was left out of everyone's script, so it surprised everyone, including Stephen King, saying, quote, I thought I was going to shit my pants. Spacek volunteered to use her arm for the shot instead of a stunt woman and was put under a board covered in stone, so it's actually also her. Cool. Yeah. She thinks it was worth it. She like cut up her arm. On some of the stones Ugh. and stuff like that. But she's like, yeah, no, it's yeah, totally it's worth it. No, yeah, it's a great final scene. So a lot of people were so shocked by it. Last fact that I've got that I thought was pretty funny. When Stephen King and his wife went to see the movie for the first time, they were the only two white people in the theater. Really? And he thought in a crowd full of African Americans that, quote, they're not going to have any sympathy for this little white girl with menstrual problems. Did they? So he says they loved it. And he <laughs> says that he even saw two large men get jump scared at the end and hold each other from <laughs> being afraid. Yeah. This movie, I think, holds up because it's been remade quite a few times. Uh, you told me that you've never seen this original. Which I, was I had like, never seen this one. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, what? I, I even had the impression that it was Christina Ritchie who plays Carrie. That's, That's how, how wrong I was. Yeah. <laughs> when you told me that, I'm like, she wasn't even an idea at this time. No. Uh, I think when I grew up, I saw the 2002 Carrie, which I think... I think we should still watch. I, I kind of want to watch that because that's the one I remember. Yeah, I kind of want to go through the other carries and do like a comparison, maybe. Mm. Are there sequels to this original one? Yes, you know? there's uh, Carrie to the Rage. Okay. And I believe 
the character who plays Sue is a teacher at a school and the girl, there's a new girl, obviously, who has telekinetic powers and she kind of, I could be wrong. I think that's how the storyline is called Madeline. What was the name of the movie? Matilda? Matilda. Yes. I was like, it's the wrong M name, Matilda. But I think we should cover the rest. It'd be cool. The other one's 2002 and I think the Chloe Moratz version was 2017, 18. It came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was a while. Actually, it might have been older than that. It's funny. These are three Carrie One movies that came out in the span of 50 years. So it's been remade a lot. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly don't think it's a film that needs a remake. I think this one is pretty good. Do you want to do a speed run? I think it's your turn. Fuck. We're doing this already? Yeah. You haven't done it in a minute. I haven't. (laughs) Haha. I've been making everybody else do it. Yeah. I think I can do this. I think I can do it. Yeah. I'm not showing you the time. Oh, no. Yep. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. So we get this really weird opening shower scene where Carrie's like cleaning herself way too sensually and she gets her period and she doesn't know what it is and she's like 17 years old and the other girls start being like really mean to her and throwing tampons at her and yelling, plug it up. The gym teacher intervenes, sends Carrie home. Carrie's really mad at her mom. Why didn't you tell me that women get periods? Her mom's a religious fanatic. It's like, you wouldn't have gotten a period if you weren't sinning. And this whole fiasco made the gym teacher crack down on the girls and made Sue feel like really bad. So she's like asking her boyfriend, Tommy, can you take Carrie to the prom? You know, she's kind of awkward and sad and like doesn't have friends. So Tommy keeps insisting on asking Carrie to the prom. Finally, she agrees to go. Her mom is not having it. Carrie's also realizing that she has like powers during this time. She's making things explode and fall off desk. So Carrie decides uh, to use her powers to let her go to prom. And she goes with Tommy. She makes a nice dress. But... Chris has been like really mad at her because she made her miss prom. And uh, so she plays a prank on her where she drops pig's blood on her. And then Carrie goes berserker and kills everybody. And then she goes home and kills her mom. And then, ah! <laughs> I pretty much finished. I just had the last scene. Uh, if I had turned the clock I would have like, been like, and then, and then everyone the dies. End. Yeah. <laughs> Is that usually how these end? It's just like, and then everyone died at the end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's usually how it goes. Or it's everyone died except this one person. This one girl. Or guy. Or guy. As we see from the evil dead. Good job though. You, I was nervous to make faces because I was like, if I laugh. I knew I was getting closer to the end because you were, I could cringing. see your excitement of, I'm going to tell her she failed. Because <laughs> you've won every time that you've done it so far. <laughs> but like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, you lost. You were right at the end, but you lost. You did it though. I'm proud of you. I mean, I should have stopped at the prom. I had to add the detail about her killing her mom and that's where I, I got too confident. Sweet. Well... That was good. That was good stuff. Let's get into it. My face is so sweaty. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees and... uh, I feel oily. It's gross. It is gross. I feel like I've been sitting in pig's blood for three days. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Smell like it, too. You probably smell like it, too. (laughs) Volleyball. Yes. We get the gym class scene where Carrie misses the ball. Everyone's been that kid, right? I've 100% been that kid. And it sucks. I'm still that kid. I suck at sports. Yeah. Well, I told you about yeah. how... Well, because I agree. I was not very good at sports myself. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure as a guy, too, to suck at sports. Because then the guys pick on you for sucking even more than usual. I mean, this movie would disagree with you. She gets picked on pretty relentlessly for sucking. Oh, I she think does. someone even smacks her with a hat. Do they? That hat girl. Oh, uh, the girl that can't lose the hat. Even what when is she's doing her, her issue? Yeah. yeah. But I definitely felt for Carrie throughout the rest of this movie, just in general, because we've all been that kid. 
Which is the point of this movie, is mm-hmm. that people can relate because you're the outcast or you're the one who gets picked on or you're different for some reason. And it's not even Carrie's fault. I'm oh, telling you at the end, yeah. it's like, she's not even the bad guy. Everyone else is she's just She's not she. even the bad guy. She's not even the bad guy. And her mom's like the realest villain because she's the one who made her this way. But by association with the way that she's kind of been dealt with at home. What is this woman's problem? We can we can talk about her. But... She's a god warrior. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Bilal, for sharing that video with me. If you haven't seen that video, I think everyone has. It was this woman who was on Wife Swap, I believe. I'll she... share it on the Twitter, maybe the Instagram story or something. Yeah. But it's a hilarious thing. She's going around screaming about how people aren't Christian. and She was dark-sided. Yeah. And Bilal sent it to us and said that this is him every time he listens to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. But he will be on the episode next week. So yeah, I guess he's not that scared. After playing volleyball for like a minute, apparently everyone has to go shower. We get this very long. Everyone's running around naked. Carrie's having quite a moment. You get the hint that she's like lingering behind because she doesn't want to deal with the other girls. Mm-hmm. But she's taking her time enjoying this shower. It's a very sensual scene. And for no reason. Until she starts getting her period and absolutely freaks out. She runs at the girls with her bloodied hand. Which is a weird thing to do, I guess. But in a panic, you think something's wrong with you. Well, you don't know what's wrong with you. And you think you're like straight up dying. She runs at the girls with the blood on her hands. And the girls are making fun of her and grossed out. And they start to, like you said, throw... Throw a tampon. You said something funny. You said, they're like, plug it up. <laughs> that's what they say. Is that what they say? Yeah, okay, that's, that's what they're so, yelling at her. That's so mean. And they're throwing tampons at her, and the teacher notices. And Sue's there too, right? Sue kind of yeah. doesn't really want to join in. At the beginning, she doesn't, but then kind of like gives in. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why she ends up feeling so bad for Carrie afterwards, because she feels like what she did is out of character for her. But the gym teacher does notice, and man, this gym teacher's weird. This teacher is too involved, and I think this is subject to the times, because before these kinds of teachers existed there were catholic schools where teachers would literally hit the kids with Mm -hmm. rulers and things like that so i'm wondering if this was a transition yeah because she's straight up smacking all the students oh all the time slapping the shit out of them and really getting involved with the students their personal lives so i don't think that this character is initially in the novel i think the actress who played her was like so good that they kind of made her role a little bigger than it was meant to be at the time oh really so she wasn't even this prominent no she yeah the gym teacher is not as sympathetic or as supporting of Carrie as she is in this film. Once Carrie stops screaming, she causes the light bulb in the She slaps Carrie. Yeah, she slaps Carrie, and then (laughs) Carrie kind of comes down, but then also freaks out enough to make the light bulb blow out in this locker room. The next scene is where the gym teacher is talking to the principal about what happened, and Carrie's kind of like just keeping her head down, hearing what they're saying. And the dude is being very much a man who doesn't understand. He can't even like but say wants period. Wants to talk about things that don't have anything to do with what he knows. Like you said, he doesn't know how to say period. He gets awkward about it. He's like, "Isn't she kind of old?" And mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's like, "What is that to you, bro?" Like, don't worry about it. Okay, it happened. This is her business. Yeah, I think that part is important though because he's saying what the audience is thinking. How does a girl of this age not know that this is going to happen to her? And then the gym teacher is like, well, you know how fanatic her mother is. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm like, but no, you need to teach your kids basic biology. Yeah, I'm not going to absolve the principle of his just shitty attitude in general. Constantly calling her Cassie. Obviously, that makes Carrie mad. He asks the teacher like, Three times. times. What's her name again? Cassie? And she's like, Carrie. He's like, okay, Cassie, right? She's like, it's Carrie. And even when Carrie comes in, she's like, all right, Cassie, come in here. And she's like, it's Carrie. He's very much just, I don't give a shit. I just want to deal with this and get out of here. Yeah, that's true. But we get more glimpses of Carrie's powers here because she's so upset about being called Cassie. She causes the cigarette. 
cigarette holder to flip over. And when she does start making her way home, she encounters an annoying kid that's calling her creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie. And she flips him over with her powers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. With her prayers. <laughs> with her prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's very much a character that if her circumstances were different, she wouldn't have done this. Well, at least that's like open to the audience's interpretation. But I very much think she's like a victim of every bully in her life. If she had a different upbringing, maybe at home, who knows if she'd even have discovered that she has this power because obviously out of anger is when she starts to see the, the result of her power. You know, the ashtray, the light bulb, this kid falling off the bike. And then we get introduced to why Carrie is this way when yeah. she gets home. So it's actually not a result of her anger. Her powers start because of her period. Mm, okay. But I'm saying she but emanates she, it, when, yes. it when she's angry. Well, at least they like take full force because of her period in the... Film. I think in the novel, she shows examples of power before that. Okay. I can't remember. Again, I was 14 when I read this book, but we could fact check that. It makes me think of the Jean Grey story from Marvel Comics, where she's a very gifted and like level, I forgot what they call it, level, let's say, five mutant who grew up with like a tormented home, at least in the movies and some storylines. But she has all this strength, and because she is like a tormented kid, like why is it always an angry kid with telekinetic powers? A trouble powers? kid. No, oh, it is. It's always that story. Damn it. You gotta be a troubled kid. Actually, I think Carrie's inspired by, and this is sad, two girls he knew growing up that would get bullied. Combined mm. it into one character. <sighs> I hate being this person. And the book. <laughs> There's people who haven't read books. Carrie isn't actually like a lanky looking girl. She's an overweight girl with like a lot of acne and that's part of also why a lot of people bully her. I wonder why they didn't do that for the movie. Because Sissy Spacek did an amazing job in her audition. She was actually supposed to play Chris, the villain, and her husband encouraged her to go out for the main role and she killed it. And yeah, she looks freaking terrifying. She does. She looks really cool. She's great at it. Carrie goes home and kind of confronts her mother about what's happening and is like, why didn't you tell me this? Yeah. And her mother basically says that if you had not sinned, your period would have never come. This mother is religious as fuck. I think right before we get introduced to her talking to Carrie, she was also at that lady's house. And she's like, I'm here to spread the Lord's work. And the mom's like, I need to get rid of her to somebody on the phone. And just hands her money and is like, can you leave? And she's like... And she takes it. She takes it. But she's... What did she say? She said... I hope you find Jesus. I hope you find Jesus. Even her dialect is reflected from just how much into the Bible she is. Thou and just the way she talks is so religious in nature. Also, like many of Stephen King's novels, this takes place in Maine. So I think the actors are trying to have a little bit of a Maine accent. I know Carrie kind of does and then loses it sometimes. Really? I don't know if you noticed. No. Yeah. Do they all speak religious? <laughs> they all speak religious. My accent is religious. But like you said, she's telling her that the reason that she's bleeding is because she has sinned. And it's so sad because she's claiming that she's been messing around. Yeah, she's been doing something to and cause this to happen, which is like, religious fanatic aside, if I had a daughter who never got her period, I think I'd be like, we got to go to the doctor. Yeah, it's kind of late. <laughs> Some people are late bloomers, absolutely, but... You'd still be concerned, though. You wouldn't just be... If you never them. got it in your life, I think I'd be like, yo something's going on yeah i mean you'd still wonder i don't think it's not would... because you're messing around people <laughs> yeah no she starts to talk about eve in the bible mm -hmm. and saying that eve ate of the apple and and that she sinned the first sin was intercourse yeah she says that a lot so the first she repeats a lot of it she she's yells like, the, it yeah the, sin, the first sin was intercourse and she's yelling at carrie while to repeat it hurting her yeah she says that the curse was blood that's why this is happening to you she's obviously claiming that carrie's had intercourse and that's i why did not she's know that for a bleeding. long time that 
I guess the Bible claims or religious people claim that the reason women get periods is because Eve ate the apple and she was being punished. What? Didn't know there was a thing about how religion explained that to happen. I was that like, was the first I had heard of it like that. I had heard about it, I think, growing up. And yeah. I'm like, oh. hmm. it could be because I read the book and I remember reading it there and I was like, you looked it up. But she screams and hurts Carrie and locks her into her closet. Later, she refers to it, go to your closet. Your closet. Where there's a creepy Harry Jesus. Harry Potter style. Yeah, there's a creepy Jesus in an altar. So I'm assuming that this is just oh, where she's always Oh, this is the creepiest sent. looking Jesus. He's got arrows in him. And later we find out why. It's the only reason that it could possibly yeah. be this. Because I don't remember any damn story where they put Jesus on the cross and we're like, let's just throw arrows throw at him Throw arrows too. at him as well. In addition to all the shit we put him through. Yeah. To be fair, I, I know that I'm not religious, but like watching the Passion of the Christ really makes me sad because it's a human being. Even if you're not religious, it's like a very shitty thing to go through. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. I, I think cry. I was a kid. I used to cry so much every time I saw it because it's just so sad. Like for okay, a but like also talk about Catholic guilt because I remember my parents being like, "He died for your sins," and I was like, "I didn't even do nothing." Damn. I'm like, even if he did, man, like this sucks. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. But she locks her in the closet when she finally lets her out. Carrie's mom is actually singing a song, There's Power, There's Power in the Blood, which she's talking about a lamb, but is obviously referring to Carrie mm. having had her period. And now she has powers. She sees herself in the mirror crying, breaks the mirror. Obviously, Carrie is starting to see more that her power is working. Afraid, she picks up the mirror. And I, I don't know if it's implied that she put the mirror together with her power, too. Or if she just quickly glued it up to the wall because her mom <laughs> runs upstairs and is like, what the hell was that? Yeah, she's like, I'm just praying. I'm just peeing. I'm just praying. <laughs> and peeing at the same time. At the time. same time. No. I think she did put it together with her powers because it would just be like too fast to fix it up. Yeah, it was like a clean flush of all the shards together. The next scene we get is... The teacher roasting Carrie. Uh, what is with this teacher? Why is he such an asshole? He's just roasting her for thinking that the poem is beautiful. Yeah, he literally asks for criticism of Tommy's poem. She's like, it's beautiful. And then he like roasts her for saying that. What is wrong with these teachers? Tommy kind of defends. Carrie, because the teacher is like legit just putting her on the spot, tells him he sucks, which he does. I'm assuming it's just to imply that like not even the teachers like her. Or I hate this. I hate teachers that try to seem cool with the teenage fucking kids they're teaching like they're not the damn adult. We have plenty of situations in high school that we know teachers that are like that this. did this. Yeah. There were teachers that I absolutely loved in high school that mm -hmm. when I left and I was like, oh, how is this teacher doing? You were like, they don't like you. And I was like, what? How dare they? I like love them. Mm -hmm. When it asks who was your favorite high school teacher in those like security password things, I'm like, this teacher. And then that was one of the ones I was like, fuck her. I'm not putting her down as that teacher ever again. She's That's not my security question. Deep. <laughs> you are no longer my security question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the heartbreak. Yeah. Teachers but, are fucking weird, man. Not yeah. all of them. There is great teachers out there. I've had great teachers, but the ones that try to act cool with their students. And give too much That is not your job. About their personal life. I like to think that it's because they have no close. Like, okay, I have coworkers that I talk to on a daily basis. If I had students and no, like, close coworkers, maybe that's why it happens naturally. But it's still not okay. How close can you be with people who You're have teaching? like a 10-year age gap with you? For high school. I imagine elementary school. I had teachers in elementary school that were like this too. That the 8th graders and 7th graders would go and hang out with the teacher at their room instead of going to lunch. It's weird. This teacher is a complete asshole. The next class is the gym teacher going off on the girls. Another situation that although the girls deserve it because they treated Carrie they like totally The teacher it. definitely goes out of her way to punish these girls and it's okay. I kind of get her because she's saying like they care more about prom and who asked them to prom than like this person's feelings she does go one by one and ask them who they're taking 
on a date, which is also still too much. I think she's doing it to try and make them feel guilty for what they've done. And it works with Sue, for sure. But Chris is fighting her hard. Because she's the mean girl. She's the mean girl. I think we saw that the actress who plays Chris, she's in quite a few horror movies, I think, around this time. She was on that Shudder documentary that we constantly talk about. Mm -hmm. But she says that she never viewed Chris as like a mean girl. She viewed her as like, she's got issues. She just took it out on someone. And well, I can understand that because this movie does not go into Chris's backstory. Maybe she also has a horrible home life. I hate that excuse. I don't think just because someone's hurting you that you have the right to go and hurt other people. Isn't that the backstory of every bully, though? It's the backstory of every bully, and you're supposed to empathize with the bully, but like no. at the end of the day, you're an individual <laughs> who can decide if you're going to do the same thing that was done to you to somebody else. And if you do, it's kind of like you weren't the bigger person, you didn't take the bigger route. I don't know. The teacher earlier, when the girls were in the bathroom bashing on Carrie, she does explain that the chaos in the bathroom was so up there that even she, before stopping them, wanted to join in from just how much energy was in the room to Well, because like, she was like Carrie. really weirded out that like Carrie did not know what was going on with her. She was like, it's just your period, calm down. But if you don't know, oh my God. No, and so I think what happens is the girls join in, but I was telling you that in real life, like it happens that feeling that you don't want to be part of the kid that gets picked on. I, I told you the story of an elementary school that I was like close to this one kid and we were both kind of outcasts and so then going to high school with the scene kind of changing new people I maybe wasn't picked on so much anymore in high school and he kind of was and so we were still cool. I was still talking to him but I would find out that behind the scenes if the cool kids were talking shit about me he would join in. The cool kids. The quote unquote cool kids yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking about the cool kids. The peaking kids they would talk shit about me behind my back it was kind of like all right dude we came in here kind of on the same level and you joined in like you're you know and they oh, man i felt so bad because he like switched schools from how bad they treated him one time they put gum in his hair he like had really long hair and he cut it and it sucks you can't even like kids suck they do in the situations like that like i remember one time they grabbed his hat and threw it out the window and he had a backup hat that he put on right after and they roasted him for having a backup hat like Come on now. Ah, uh, that, that's wow. upsetting. It is. That he left schools angry. and ended up thriving, so good for him. Good for him. And you know what? Like, I bet you they all peaked in high school. Oh, they did. <laughs> There's absolutely that kid in every school where they get picked on way worse than anyone else. And you kind of even, like, don't want to stand up for them because you know then you're going to be the one. Well, in this case, he was talking shit about me behind my back, so I was like, well, it is what it is, man. But it is shitty. You still feel bad. You're on your own now. You can't be picked on and then be shitty to other people still. Like Chris. Yeah. Sorry, side story. Side stories. <laughs> here so they're being punished they basically have to serve detention or risk getting suspension and not being able to go to prom and detention is physical fitness and physical sanity fitness. t25 style yes you know. 50 minutes and i was just like you should just look at this as an opportunity to get in shape for prom <laughs> if you got to do it anyway you know <laughs> when you brought it up i was like that's exactly what you would think I'm trying to be positive here <laughs> trying to turn a negative into a positive this is you thinking about how much time there's left for the wedding i need 50 your prom minutes. yeah my prom oh my god well i have the same date so oh good <laughs> <laughs> so you had practice for the wedding yeah we actually had quite a few practices since we got <laughs> married last year <laughs> not as many practices as francisco and brenda who had like three weddings before their real wedding yeah but the detention goes on and chris finally kind of rebels against the teacher the teacher slaps the shit out of her. Oh, she does. And Apparently they had to shoot that scene like so many times. And she had to slap her every time? A million times. Wow. That's funny. Chris angrily turns around. She's like, you're not going to get away with this. And yells to the rest of the girls to say like, come on, back me up. And the girls are like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, honestly. just deal with it, honestly. Yeah. I don't understand her extreme anger towards 
carry. No, and I've, I don't know if you noticed throughout the school, there's always writing in red on the walls that say, it's like, like carry white, eat shit, eat shit or yeah. kill, carry white. Like, all these, like, things. And the janitor is always in the background cleaning something that says carry white. So something. Yeah. And it's probably Chris and her much. group of friends. It's just way too much it's, to hate. It's personally. a lot of energy. Like you can focus on yourself. You I know couldn't that, wait right? to get home from school to watch Dragon Ball Z, let alone stay around to start writing. To start doing shit. graffiti. Yeah, <laughs> girls are mean though. I had a friend who in high school she thought she was friends with these group of girls and they wrote stuff like that on her locker. Really? Think so like girls do this. I don't get why. I hope it's changed. I see a lot about how the generations women should, after us are more positive. <laughs> no, like how women should support more women. I think that's a conversation that's happening. So I do hope that this is something that changes. Instead yeah. of viewing women as competition, viewing them as allies. Who knows? We could ask Shayla. She she had trouble for a while getting picked on. So so kids have not changed. No. Gross. Luckily, Shayla's a giant child and she's intimidating to them. So I'm like, yeah, that's right. Shayla, you're not going to care about this later on. Don't Just worry about it. Just to clarify, Shayla's not a giant child. She's a big kid. She's tall. Yeah, she's a big kid. I'm saying that she's tough. She's a tough kid and doesn't have to worry about this now. She you hear that, Shayla? She Don't worry about beat it. beat someone's ass if she wanted to. Honestly. She could beat my ass. She probably could. It's so funny to me when we take her places and your sister's like, Vivi, can you keep an eye on Shayla? Shayla's like a foot taller than me. <laughs> I'm like, Shayla's taking care of me. <laughs> Shayla has like those faces too to like kill you, laser eyes. Oh, she And she's like is upset with she you. Has... She just looks at you with her duster. Like you said, she's intimidating. Yeah. But good for her. Good for her. Yeah. I wish I looked like that. You do. You just like, walk into rooms. But I'm tiny. <laughs> you walk into rooms and you look like you're beating my ass every day. That's just because I'm small and fat. So it looks like I'm like. And walk around with your arms curled up. Yeah. Like, no, it's just the fat curling my arms. <laughs> no. So this scene happens where Chris storms away angrily and the gym teacher tells her, you're not going to prom. After this, we meet Tommy again, Sue's boyfriend. And Sue basically asks him, like, can you take Carrie White to prom? And he's kind of like, what? And that's like the end of the scene. She also gets introduced to John Travolta's character, Billy. With Chris being so mad, she goes to her jerk of a boyfriend, Billy, a pre-Grease John Travolta. I wonder if this is like one of his first big roles. Maybe. I don't know. Just to show how they're all kind of just these kids who really have nothing else to do. Billy is driving and then some other dudes in a car hand him a PBR and he's drinking it sloppily. Did you notice he's like pouring he's it like over his face? He's like chugging it, yeah. But it's like on his nose and shit. While like, driving. Why, who drinks a beer like that? But he's drinking it while driving and then a cop passes by, shines a light on them. And he like throws a drink on her. She's mad and they pull over and they have this... Fuck you, but fuck me, but also fuck you, but fuck me. I'm going to slap you, but then fuck you, Billy. Very uh, toxic relationship. Super toxic. We and get then this like very weird scene. She starts to blow him and sure. screams his name. But also says, I hate Carrie White. And he's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Nice talk. Yeah, nice <laughs> intimate moment there. Carrie is looking at books in the library because she's, she's trying to understand her power. And so she finds a book that says it's called The Secret Science Behind Miracles. She starts to read about telekinesis and mm -hmm. how some people have been found to be able to move things with their mind and you know control objects. So with Sue asking Tommy to take Carrie to the prom, we eventually get the scene where he's like, fine, all right. I'll do it. Tommy does eventually ask her to go to prom and Carrie legit just runs away. She literally runs away. She's like, nope, runs. And the very nosy gym teacher is like, what are you doing hiding? Did someone do something to you? And she's like, no, someone asked me to prom, but I know who his girlfriend is. So it's a trap, obviously. And credit to Carrie because I would absolutely think the same thing. The gym teacher basically is like, Trying to convince her to go to prom and like get dressed up and have a good time. But the next scene is like her interrogating Sue and immediately Tommy, like, why are you doing this? She's kind of mean because she's like, 
Tommy, don't you think you'll be ridiculous walking in with Carrie White? And I'm like, do you like this girl or not? Yeah. She keeps explaining to Sue and trying to convince them not to do this because she keeps telling Sue, if you don't have a date, you can't come to prom. Which, is that a real rule back then? Or was is that it? was just like a social faux pas? I knew friends that just went with each other and they were yeah. like, just, it's a group of dudes who didn't ask anybody to prom or a group of girls too who didn't ask anyone yeah. to prom. Yeah. And honestly, like having a date to prom it's fucking annoying. is overrated. You, you just one. end up married. <laughs> you didn't plan that. You were just going to prom. You didn't want that you were 18 i was 18 (laughs) (laughs) i've seen people who go to prom with like their significant other at the time and then they break up and then you have that someone in your prom picture that's why i'm saying go with your friends instead of a date because for a time i wished i had just gone with friends instead of you oh but that was your fault (laughs) (laughs) me too i hated you too It's cute that we went to prom together. And we got married. The prom of life. The prom of life. (laughs) I would actually say that prom is something that is so hyped up. It's a dance. It was hyped up for us. Honestly, I told you that my prom was pretty fun. And I didn't even give a shit about the party itself. I thought it was cool because ours was in the Museum of Science and Industry. That is pretty cool. In the centerpiece. uh, If you've ever been to the Museum of Science and Industry at Chicago, the main lobby that kind of divides into the four quadrants of the museum, that's where our prom was. All the tables were in the center right there. You know what I think is fun? We didn't look into this because I think it would have been millions of dollars, but people who get married at like the field and MSI, I think that would have been a cool wedding. Yours was at like a banquet hall. Yeah, mine's was pretty traditional. Eric missed the exit on our way to prom and little did I know that would be the precursor for the rest of my life. I'm great at parking, but I suck at finding my place to that spot. Oh my (laughs) God. If Eric gets distracted while an exit's coming up, you're screwed. You're going to drive an extra 20 minutes to the next one. Hey, at least I don't get mad. You don't. There's people who get mad about it. But it's because you know who you are. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and we were supposed to turn like two hours ago. My favorite part is when you try to like be sneaky about it, like act like it didn't happen, but I very clearly noticed that we Because I get off the expressway. You're like, uh, maybe she doesn't notice we're no longer the expressway. We're in a completely wrong neighborhood and then I get back on the expressway. Maybe she doesn't notice we're going over this neighborhood three times to get back. Anyway, how did we get on this? How did we get on this topic? Much Prom. like Eric's skills, we've ended up somewhere we weren't supposed to. Prom. Prom. Yeah. That's where we ended up. Right. After we have this conversation, conversation with sue tommy and the gym teacher tommy continues to insist to take carrie to prom he shows up at her house and basically is like go with me and to avoid her mother seeing tommy she agrees i was thinking about this like if this is okay because i know that there's a lot more emphasis in today's world of if somebody says no just it's no and leave them alone yeah do people look at this movie and think that i don't know because he is doing it for his girlfriend but if she says no it's no i don't know i'm just thinking more like in today's i do agree with that if someone says no it's no but i think what carrie's deal is is that she is so sheltered her mother has treated her so terribly she wants to she's just afraid needs encouragement not that like she wants it no like she needs the encouragement to do the things that she wants to do could that be probably portrayed better maybe yeah, because she has so much fun. I, I like the oh. transformation that she goes through. Yeah. Because it's so pure, right? She's like, I've never been there, and I've never done this, and I've never done that, and I've never seen myself with hair like this. Or, you know, it's yeah. like I'm wearing a dress. Like, she genuinely feels very happy to be able to try things that she's never done before because her mom always stopped her. That's what happens when you're treated When your mother way is abusive because that's what she is yeah. here. After she tells Tommy that, yeah, 
I'll go with you. She lets her mother know that she's going. It's weird because they're eating dinner and her mom's like, you're not going to eat your like apple pie or something. And she's like, it gives me pimples. And she also says like pimples are a punishment from God. And I'm like, lady, chill. <laughs> yeah. Pimples are the Lord's way of chastising you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What does it even mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what chastising means? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because yeah. I really don't. It could be taken in two ways. Chastise is to like scold someone, correct someone. She could also mean it like chastise like chastity okay that's what i was thinking like he keeps you ugly from getting laid because you know the lord be doing that are you mad about the blood or not yeah (laughs) anyway basically she has this confrontation with her mother that's a long time coming where she tells her i'm going to prom there's nothing you can do to stop me her mother's like i will stop you but then carrie uses her powers to slam all the doors and windows and her mother's immediately like you witch yeah oh god her mother carrie goes off she basically tells her like no, it's telekinesis. I am not the only one who can do it. It's something someone else can do. And I'm going to this prom and it's the end of this conversation. Because she's like, it's Satan's power. And she's like, it's not Satan's power. It's my power. Yeah. It's me. It's me. Which is, which is a pretty cool empowerment move. It's to say like, no, I'm, it's not thanks to anyone else but me. That's why I don't like, so like in the opposite way, when people say like, thanks to this, you you did this. It's like, no, thanks to me, I did this. Like, I know one else did it but me, okay? Thanks to <laughs> Satan, you did this. No, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> then she says... Satan is also the reason that your, dad your father left. left. And she's like, no, the father cheated on you and fucking left you because you crazy. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Damn. Coming at her with facts. Seriously. And she's like, you can't stop me. So she tells her to go to her closet. And she's like, nah, things yeah. are going to change around here. Cool. Good, good for, her. for her. Yeah. We should point that out. That this is probably the first ever good for her movie mm-hmm. of horror. Right after this, we get the scene of them putting the bucket of blood in the school. They go to kill a pig. Why? So dramatically. First of all, why are you near a place that you could actually just go and kill pigs without anyone noticing? Eh, small, like rural towns. A few episodes ago, somebody said like, someone's on your farm. Yeah. You know, like but they wouldn't know. But these kids were able to sneak in and, and do this. Billy's character is like way too good at killing pigs. Like no hesitation. Yeah. Chris is like yelling at him to do it. You guys couldn't buy just red paint? Fake blood? Like the rest of us? No, you had to be extra. (laughs) This is a very elaborate prank. Like this is a lot of effort for a prank. I don't like them. You're not supposed to like them. They're very dramatic. We get the like getting ready for prom sequence. Everyone's kind of like, oh my God, did you hear that Carrie's going to the prom with Tommy? Wild. They are setting up the gym for prom. Guys are trying on tuxedos. Tuxedos, funny scene. Yeah, Carrie's trying. Uh, She's making her own dress. I can see your dirty pillows. I'm with Carrie. They're called breasts. <laughs> seriously. Mom, seriously? Are you a fucking child? Seriously? Did you not like breastfeed? Like, that's not... <laughs> this scene where she talks about the pillows is that night already. And she's yes, waiting the the for problem. Tommy to come pick her up. And the mom is freaking out. Like, he's not coming. He's not coming. They're just going to make fun of you. He's not coming. They're You're... all going to laugh at you. Yeah. Which is a very titular line from this movie. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. With this confrontation with Carrie, freaking her out already about something that she's very nervous about. Carrie forces her to, like, sit down and stop. Like, Force like, her. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she leaves, and when Carrie leaves for the prom is when the mother says, thou shalt not suffer a witch, which I'm assuming is a biblical reference, meaning that she's going to try to kill Carrie. But so it's prom night, and it's the party, and it's such a good time. Everyone's having a blast, even Carrie. Carrie's like, this is the part that I was saying. You start to see that Carrie is just having a genuinely good time with Tommy. She's super nervous. Tommy's very encouraging. There's even some friends of Sue who talk to Carrie and try to encourage her. It seems like the other kids are starting to kind of like come to their senses with Carrie and support her. The teacher goes to give her a pep talk. She's talking to Tommy, and Tommy's like, do you, do you want to go to an after party after this? Like, Do you really have to go home? She's like, 
like, no, I do. And he's like, all right, fine, I guess. But but there's this party, and she's like, yeah, I've never been there. Let's go. Like, she's coming out of her shell. Her dress is pretty. She's done her hair and makeup, like, the whole nine yards, right? In the background, the mean kids are planning something because the one friend of Billy is, like, asking to be a part of the ballot counting. The plan is they're going to mix Rig up the ballots. The ballot. So that Carrie is the one who has to go up there with End Tommy. And up on stage. We get this scene of her dancing with Tommy. Tommy tries to kiss her, and Carrie, like is freaking out. I'm sure she feels like, aren't you Sue's boyfriend? I think a lot of things. She's never been on a date before. She says she doesn't know how to dance. And then they do have a kiss. It's kind of like that thing of Tommy's patient with her and like encourages her to have a good time. And we get this like spinning and spinning and spinning (laughs) scene that I'm like, oh my God, this is going to give me a headache. I'm realizing this now, but right after the spinning and spinning and spinning scene, we also see the mom spinning in the kitchen, walking circles. Yeah, she's pacing. I'm wondering if it's supposed to be like Careless. the events are culminating. Yeah. So it's kind oh, of, yeah. You know, it's starting to come together. Ramping up. Yeah. We get the collection of the ballads. Tommy and Carrie win. Tommy's like, yeah, we should vote for ourselves. Who cares about modesty? We get the scene where they're like, no one's even paying attention to them, but they have to stash the ballads secretly. And all they do is just kick it under a table. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's dumb. Tommy and Carrie win, like you said. They're on stage and she's having like a great moment. She's crying because... This is such this a is so much for her. big moment all in one night. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd is cheering for her. Everyone is like positive about this situation. Had this not gone wrong, I think Carrie would have had a blast and probably like had a different life. Sue has come to kind of like spy on how things are going. And she notices the plan that Chris has before the gym teacher. Unfortunately, the gym teacher thinks that Sue's the one in charge of this prank because she was so suspicious of her and Tommy in, in the beginning. And she kicks Sue out. Right as she's about to uncover, uncover Chris, Chris and, Billy. and Billy. Such bad timing. She kicks out Sue, which ultimately this saves Sue's life. And right after this is when it's so much suspense in the scene. Chris is even like licking her lips. It's all in slow-mo. It, yes. She pulls the, the rope and the blood spatters on her in a very well-known scene. In silence, it's almost like it's muffled because the oh, music is amplified. I think that's a good choice. The sound is muffled. All you hear Tommy is the blood around. spilling. Tommy turns around and is like, what the hell? Who did this? You can see that the kids, Chris, Billy, their friends are laughing. Some of the other guys that were with them are like, oh no, man, like, what the hell? Why did you do this? But eventually the people do start to laugh with them. Because the bucket falls on Tommy's head. Apparently the world's strongest bucket to kill him. Oh yeah, if it was empty, why the fuck did it crack Hit him this hard. I guess that could be left up to debate because eventually the place does catch fire, but I think (laughs) you're like left to interpret that the bucket hit him so hard that it cracked his head. It cracked his skull. As they're trying to carry him away is when Carrie kind of snaps too because she's Carrie been standing has, there in like surprise the whole time. I think Carrie has already snapped by the time people realize that Tommy is not getting up. Has she? Okay. And she has sealed them in. Mm-hmm. And Sue's like, why can't I get in, open the door? Chris and Billy had already like made their exit at this point and mm-hmm. were watching from like the Window. stands, the windows, you know? She shuts the doors, turns the lights to red. And it's completely covered in blood. People are panicking. She knocked the house off the walls. And a fun fact that I read, one of the actors or actresses, when the water hose was knocked off the wall and started to blast them with water, one of them's eardrum got burst. It's the red hat girl. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And she couldn't recover for like six months or something. Yeah. She like blew out her eardrum with how much the crew was spraying her with a fire hose, essentially. With an actual fire hose? You know how much pressure those things have? That's enough to blow out an eardrum. Yeah. So that happens to some of the folks. They get blasted through tables. It looks like some of them get so much pressure of water that it's they can't get, get waterboarded. Yeah. Ooh. Right? The teacher is I think it's screaming. also the hysteria of them trying to open the doors. People get trampled. There's people getting hit by the hose itself. 
The teacher dies a pretty gruesome death because something from the ceiling comes down on her as she's screaming Carrie's name. And chops and it just her in half. Chops her in half. You might not have seen this part, but the teacher laughs at Carrie. Oh, did she? Apparently not. Apparently the audience is supposed to gather that Carrie is in such a, a state of hysteria that she just imagines everyone laughing when that teacher was not even laughing at her. So okay. she kills her violently when the teacher was like supposed to be on her side. Okay. You know? I was wondering if that was what the effect was because from one scene to the next, it's like the people were feeling bad. And then the next scene is them just all laughing in that mania. She starts to hear her mom saying they're going to make funny, repeating the things that she heard she earlier. She snaps. I would snap too at this point. She sees them laughing and it's all spinning around in her head before she starts to We also didn't chaos. talk about how amazingly creepy Sissy's basic looks she does covered in blood like her eyes are an incredible shade of blue that contrasts with the red and she doesn't blink she doesn't blink her in eyes scenes. are wide open she's wide open and she looks terrifying drenched in the red blood she's just walking around stiff in shock herself I think that's what makes her terrifying she's not even like emotional acting out crazily she's just like I can a, a do this with my mind. Yeah. So everyone dies. She, the end. <laughs> everyone dies. The place bursts into flames right behind her. It's really cool. With the water hoses going off, the electricity in the building is also starting to spark up. The mm-hmm. principal, I think, gets electrocuted. Good. And that's what sparks all the balloons in the background. So, I hope so, she electrocuted the shitty teacher, too. Yeah. I think he is That there. might have been. That yeah. might have been him, right? I don't think it was the principal. I think it was the shitty teacher. He was the there. And the glasses. But he, he definitely died, too. So that's what causes the fire in the background right behind Carrie. So in the midst of her looking inside, sane and powerful and stiff in the presence the fire goes up behind her and it's a really cool scene it's like hell they're like trapped in hell she walks out like a boss and fucking closes those doors and the place is on fire and she leaves she's walking through the street and shitty ass chris millie try to run her over. why is chris so freaking ready to kill her she doesn't even look afraid of what she's just seen she just look like yeah i get the excuse to kill her and like a boss again Good for her. Carrie last minute turns around and force pushes the car and it crashes and explodes. And explodes. Cool as fuck. Yep. No complaints here. Chris just took it all way too damn far. Like, bitch, you should have just chilled. Yeah, honestly. There's no reason to be this angry at anyone. No. That's how you end up dead, apparently. She's dead. Yeah, she's very dead. Yeah, very dead. Carrie goes home after this whole debacle. Her mother has literally lit every candle imaginable. She's waiting for Leorona. Uh-huh. Well, That's true. You know, I so I think of Carrie as almost like the Bloody Mary story. A little bit, right? When I was a kid, they would tell me the story of this girl who would walk in the street with her prom dress that if people would pick her up in their car, she would mm-hmm. kill them. That's a different story. She is wouldn't it? kill them. She'd leave something behind and then when the... They would tell us that she would kill them. Oh, well, then your parents hated you. Not my parents. It was like cousins would tell us. <laughs> then your story. cousins hated you. I would, yeah, probably wouldn't talk to them. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh, makes sense. Yeah, they would say the story and so like when i would think of that i would think of carrie in the story you're talking about it's always that the driver goes to return like a jacket or a scarf and they find out that they're dead they've been dead for years yeah that yeah. urban legend i have heard so she shows up the house she doesn't find her mom so she kind of goes up to wash the blood off of herself and then her mom appears in like this silk robe like heavenly her nightgown priest looking type gown i thought they were just both in pajamas yeah but hers is like white and so like like she thinks she's pure she thinks mm. she you know and uh, carrie basically tells her like they all laughed at me and i need you to be my mom and comfort me can you hold me yeah can you like help me oh so i murdered a ton of people and her mom literally the first thing she says is <laughs> this line this, is this line i was just like what the fuck is wrong with this lady mom too much okay too much info like seriously because she's like i should have killed myself when your dad put it in me <laughs> and i'm just like what no one's talking about that he promised me and i believed him and he smelled like whiskey we prayed for strength to do it to take this thing put it in me and 
Well, I was going to say to take this penis, but I was like, is that too much? Uh, <laughs> well, she said it. We pray for strength. I think if I was Carrie, I'd be like, gross. That line reminded me of Handmaid's Still, because they pray before doing, doing it. it. Is that a thing? To make children. Is it a thing, though? Like, is that people? Yes. Really? Damn, they're like buzzkill juice. Because a lot of people, I don't know if they still believe this, but pray that they have a child. Actually, someone I know they got married said that they went to like those church talks that you're supposed to do, and they told them like, when you do it every time, you're supposed to pray that you make a child because that's the only reason to do it once oh. you're married. And she was like, damn, I pray we don't have a child every time. <laughs> and I was like, why? So, yes, this is the, a thing that happens. Damn, did people really go about their life thinking that it was meant for just... I mean, yeah, I guess human nature before we had a damn brain and it's like nature to be like, yeah, we're doing this for procreation. Yeah. But I think that's it. A religion like a, came in and distorted everyone's It made views. it a ritual and made it a buzzkill. Because I can't yeah. imagine being like, hey, babe, I'm Sony right now. But let's pray. Hey, we're deleting that because that was just disturbing. <laughs> I, I'm like, I never talked to you like that. <laughs> First of all, you've never said let's pray. <laughs> no. Let's pray was the most disturbing thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, But she talks about how they prayed and he smelled like whiskey. And she's like so into it. She's like, I loved it. I loved that he smelled like whiskey. Again, super gross. And I think this actress, I read this somewhere. I don't know if it's true she didn't realize how crazy the film was gonna be which makes no sense because they literally stab her in the next coming scene but she thought that like carrie was gonna be like a comedy because of uh, how over the top they made her act religiously oh no and then she saw the film and she was like disturbed but i'm like lady they stabbed you you don't film this thinking that it's a comedy She's, no <laughs> especially not her scenes no, I'm like, did you not read the source material? You are a fucked up mother. That's not a comedy. It's not sad. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how true that statement is. It yeah. could have been like... Apparently this actress is pretty well known. She had like been... A couple she was like a Broadway actress or something, right? She hadn't been in a movie for like 10 years. Before yeah, her. and she did this. Yeah. So she takes this opportunity to then like hug Carrie and be like, let's pray. The devil has come. And she stabs her in the back. Mm, what a bitch. This sends Carrie tumbling down the stairs and she's like... Freaked out, obviously. Her mother has always sucked, but now she's turned to murder. And (laughs) Mordor. Murder. Carrie's cowering in a corner, basically trying to beg her mother to stop, and she does not. Carrie eventually decides that to protect herself. Oh, wait. Let's not forget the, okay, I stabbed my daughter. Let me do the sign of the cross with the knife in my hand. Creepy. That was creepy. That's weird. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know, I know that there's people who, like, think that they do things for religious reasons. Like, when they do acts like this, it's, like, so eerie, I think, to think that you're doing Because you think murders. you're completely right. Yeah. I think that's the part that's scary. It extra fear factor to that. It does. Because she's holding a knife, and it's creepy. She's doing the sign of the cross, and you can tell she's, like, into what she's doing. Like, she's, she's, like, genuinely... truly into what she's doing, as yeah. we see in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Because Carrie eventually just sends all the knives in the house flying at her mother. Not just knives, just blunt tools. Blunt, oh yeah, that's gotta hurt more. She is left essentially crucified, very similar to the Jesus in the closet that we pointed out had arrows in it. They're positioned in the same spot, I don't know if you realize that. Yeah, because I was like, I think that's why that Jesus looks like that. It's a figure that Carrie's been forced to stare at her whole life, so I think subconsciously she crucified her mother to resemble the Jesus that she had her look at all the time. She is moaning for like 10 freaking minutes in this scene. Is that a bit much? Like, are we supposed to think that she's like into it? Like, like because she's moaning. Her screams are not like screams of pain. It's like like moaning. Moaning sexually. Yeah. It's very strange. (laughs) I don't know. I was like, is she dying or climaxing? Both? Climaxing? (laughs) Climaxing. What'd you say? Climaxing. It sounded like Climaxing? It it sounded like you said climaxing. I'm like, so Clamato? Clamatoing. (laughs) Clamatoing. 
That's the PG version. Yeah. Or the worst version possible. <laughs> yeah. So the house starts to explode. And Judy Carrie carries grief. Suction cups her off the wall and takes her into the Yeah, closet. like it sounds like a plunger, like <laughs> weird. But Carrie's grief eventually causes the house to collapse in on herself, killing. Well, she's already dying because her mother stabbed her, but mm-hmm. officially just ending them both. Another fun fact about the house. So apparently the original plan was to have boulders fall into the house. Yes, because it's part of the book. But because something about the like miniature house looking weird under boulders. It did. It wasn't a convincing. Yeah, they couldn't make weird. it happen. So they ended up just saying, let's collapse the tiny model house. Which I think works out. Actually, in the book, Carrie kills her mother with her telekinetic powers by stopping her heart. Oh. But that does not make for a dramatic scene in a movie. Because you can't really show it. You can't it. see that. It's just act like someone looking like they have a heart check. So And moaning. And moaning, apparently. <laughs> but the final scene we get is Sue in bed, kind of recovering. This has Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, where, like, Nancy wakes up and is thinking she's in a dream world. She looked a lot like Nancy to me. Oh, they have a very similar hairstyle. Because the sequence is, like, a dream sequence. I jokingly said to you, I said, and then her hands come out of nowhere. I didn't know that it was Oh, you didn't? I thought you knew. (laughs) It's a very iconic scene. No, I didn't know. We get that scene because, yes... Sue is in a dream sequence, but we also get this background information from like her mom saying that they talked to the doctor and she's so young that she's not going to remember any of this. She's not going to remember all her friends and boyfriend dying in a crazy fire. No. At, at a ripe old age of 18. At the ripe old age of 17. You know, like that's not how trauma works. I remember man. a lot of things from before that age. Okay, guys. I am still working on that. While her mother's on the phone, Sue is in this dream where she goes up to Carrie's house which now only has a for sale sign on the property, kind of looking like a cross. But also people have written like... Carrie White burns in hell. Understandable, because she uh, killed a lot of the town's children. Mm -hmm. I can see why they're mad. And as she goes to lay the flowers down on the grave, Harry's hands shoot up, grabbing her. her. The next scene is her waking up screaming, and it's actually her mom that's trying to like shake her awake and and calm her down at the Mm -hmm. same time. And that's how it ends. Yep, she's uh, screaming in hysteria and credits. So in the film, it ends a bit differently. Carrie actually goes on to destroy the entire town. Oh, good. And WandaVision, though. Yeah. Basically, and they have to desert the town. Like, people from the town are, like, running away. So she is much more powerful in the novel than this movie can portray, which I understand, because how would you do that special effects-wise? This movie kind of takes place very quickly. Do you Mm -hmm. think it's because the book has more time, maybe? Because you said that she, in the book, has time to also figure out her powers before she has her period. I think there's, like, hints of it, yeah. The novel is told through, like, a lot of sources. It's told through, like, survivors. Oh, is it that kind of book? Yeah, like, kind of documentary style. Newspaper clippings, witness reports. Oh, so it's not, like, a narrative. It's, like, a combination of I think of you do get some scenes of, like, Carrie's turmoil about going to prom and things like that. Possibly, again, I haven't read this book in years, like, diary entries or things like that. Mm, that's kind of fun. I might check out the audiobook. I wonder how that would translate if you have to, like, look at the book. If it's not, like, a narrator telling what's going on. I think it's called, like, third-person limited third person omnipotent i think sue's diary entries memoirs are also part of it and the way the book ends spoiler alert if you haven't read it over the past 50 60 freaking years (laughs) it ends with an aunt noticing that her niece also has telekinetic powers Mm. kind of worried that she's like the next carrie carrie too there it is this is fun i like that i love this movie yeah i said that at the beginning though you said top five you gotta remember that Oh, I gotta actually rank. I'm gonna keep saying like every movie is my top five. Yeah, because I was gonna say we're gonna hit a point in this show where you're gonna say top five and it's like the 50th time you've said that. Yeah, (laughs) top five of my 50. (laughs) For me, this film is a 10 out of 10. It holds up effects wise. It's nothing so crazy that like they aged badly. And I think it's just a 
story that a lot of people can relate to of being the outcast, being powerless. Mm-hmm. And in the end, even though Carrie did what she did, you're kind of like debating if she's a victim of circumstance or if she was like, you know, someone just bent on revenge. So for mm-hmm. me, this film's a 10 out of 10. What about you? I'd give it a 9. Yeah, 9. You've never given a film a 10 out of 10, have you? No. Uh, no, I have. Uh, no, I don't. You haven't. Oh, we did talk about Trick or Treat before. So that would be, and then we're going to watch it and you're going to be like 9.8. 7. Damn. (laughs) No, I I would give it a 9 though, because like I said, I can relate to it. I think as far as horror goes, there's only like a pocket of horror at the end, right? It's like, yeah, you know, Carrie is creepy, but it's not really a terrifying movie until the scene where everyone dies. Yeah. So it's like that scene is really strong and I think it's cool to see how powerful she is. And mm-hmm. like I said, she's a presence, you know. Covered with, in blood, not blinking. No, yeah, she's crazy. really strong. And that I think is pretty cool. I think there's an additional fear factor thinking that this could possibly happen. Not not obviously with the powers part, but yeah. as fucked up as it is, I think it's like the reason that people are like, we probably should not mess with the, the kid who's an outcast because... They might develop telekinetic powers. And hurt us all. Yeah. yeah. Good lesson at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day. I told you how many times that I wished when I was growing up like when I get picked on I wished I had powers because it's like you want to get out of that so bad so she gets her chance and good for her yeah again the first good for her film of this genre so what scared Loki this week Loki got scared. I don't think he was scared, but he was really intrigued by the old Western film that I think, I can't remember which characters were watching. Tom and Susie. But he was like, he was was shaking his head around. Yeah, he's only seen a horse in real life once. And he was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And the fire truck at the end. When Carrie's seen walking on her own, fire truck's heading to the school. So he was kind of like. She's covered in blood and no one stops her. No, I think if I'd seen that, I'd stop. I'd be like, um, she needs medical attention. But yeah, you want to tell us about it, Loki? Sounds good. Maybe we'll watch a Western horror movie. Or we'll take you to a fire station so you can see some more fire trucks since you love them. Mm. Mm. I'm just kidding. That boy. seems I mean. I won't do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> or you can meet a Dalmatian, even though I've heard that they're like insane dogs. So is he. Yeah, there you go. You can meet a friend. I think that pretty much wraps it up. As always, we hope you guys had a good time here. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod. Our Twitter is Shaken Scared Pod. You can send us an email at shakenotscaredpod at gmail.com. You can support the show on Patreon. We'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will live forever. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Like, rate, review. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it here. Be nice to the outcasts. Be nice. Don't be like Chris. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. (laughs) You care too much. Yeah. Key things. Bye. Bye.